3: Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he. You are you. And the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. It's time to put your thinking caps on. You know, wouldn't it be cool if every day you showed up, you had applause? <laughs> you know, see, see, Lee knows how, uh, how uh, <clears throat> soft my ego is. So he has to build me up so I can have a good show. And you know, There's nothing wrong with that, you know, to be, (laughs) I need a double dose, yeah. You know, we all need courage, you know, isn't that what the word encourage means? Encourage means to put courage into somebody. Uh, And if you're a child of God, if you're uh, fighting the good fight, uh, if you're out there to be the best version of yourself, you're going to get resistance. You're going to hit roadblocks. Uh, You're going to hit barriers. Uh, remember, every uh, child of God has three enemies: uh, the world, the flesh, uh, and the Beelzebub, right? The the forces of darkness. And so, you need encouragement. You know, uh, we need others to to put a hand out, to put a hand on the shoulder, and uh, you know that's kind of what I want to do. That's really what this part of what this hour of power is about—to to give you some hope. You know, hopes a commodity that every leader uh, should just uh, give away randomly, freely, uh, liberally, and uh, we need to have hope, and that's what we want to do: is to give you a reason to do better today than you did yesterday, a reason to be better tomorrow than today. See, when you have that hope, uh, life's change, families change, countries change, and uh, it gives other people reason to pick themselves up, dust themselves off, and hit again, because we're all looking at each other, right? Now, you got to decide, are people looking at you because they want to be like you? Or are they looking at you because they say, man, I would never want to be like him? Remember, neuroassociative Conditioning says there's two driving forces in life, right? You're either moving towards something or you're moving away from something. You're either moving towards pleasure or you're moving away from pain. And I really do not believe that one motivator is better, although... Boy, a lot. I think a lot of people do a lot more to move away from something that hurts them than they will to move to something that possibly might pleasure them. Because you don't know. And so people use this all as an example. Uh, people are watching. I always tell people this, my leaders, beware. Uh, we're judgmental creatures. All of us. Not just the other people. We all are. We judge who's fat, who's skinny, who's tall, who's short, who's old, who's young, who's too much of this and who's too much of that, who's too boisterous, who's too quiet, who's too dramatic, and who uh, stick a fork in them, wonder if they're ready for the grave, right? We're judgmental. We judge all the time. We have prejudices. We prejudge based on past experience. So so this is where you have mercy and grace. This is where you have understanding. This is where you get off yourself, leader. Quit holding people to a standard that you won't hold yourself to. You should hold yourself to a higher standard than anybody else can hold you to and nobody else should be held to that same standard. Uh, that's just a bunch of my gibberish, right? So today unlike Like It Matters Radio, I want to continue the conversation about how unaware the typical human being is to their environment. Awareness is about becoming aware of being unaware. That's what we talked about this week, right? Uh, Tuesday show, uh, Jehovah Geppetto. Right? And then yesterday was uh, aware of being unaware. And not that you don't know this, but I got to about one tenth of what I was planning on getting to. So, so voila! Today's show is a continuation of that. You know, that I feel like Mel Brooks in History of the World. Ah, oh, it's good to be king. <laughs> Remember that? You know? Oh, piss boy. No, sorry. <laughs> I don't want to get off track here. But you know not talk about? Awareness is about becoming aware of being unaware. You know, there's so much data around us that would improve relationships, attitudes, hurts, uh, and promote rapport, promote understanding, promote healing. If we would just slow down, be in the now moment, and seek to understand. Because not only did Dr. Covey tell us, seek first to understand and then be understood, I think God tells us that. Well, I don't think, I know. Uh, Rule number one about being a leader, is not about you. If it's not about the Lord, then you're on the wrong focal point, Right? So today we're going to continue the conversation, expand our conversation into sensory acuity because I I touched lightly on it yesterday. And again, you need to get this. Our brain is a sensory-based organ. Now, I know we get so wrapped up when you think of brain, you think of people like Einstein, you think of robots, you think of all that. That that, that is part of the brain. Uh, That's the left part of it, if you will. Uh, uh, But there's also other stuff to us. There's a lot more. We're, we're feelings-based as well. Uh, we are, our brain is sensory-based. See, so we have five senses. I want you to consider life as an experience. And you have five portals of entry into your experience. It's things you see, things you hear, uh, things you feel through emotion or uh, tactile or experience. And then things you smell and things you taste. So it's auditory, visual, kinesthetic, gustatory, olfactory. If you were to do it now, and please don't, I know a lot of my listeners are driving, they're in cars, or at work, so I don't want to get you in trouble. But when you got some free time, uh, just close your eyes. And if you're available now do it, just close your eyes and just think of a memory, any memory. Uh, could be good, uh, hopefully. Uh, and as you're thinking about that memory, as you're really focused, blocking everything out, just thinking about this time and moment. Uh, as you realize, what you're, you're going to realize you're seeing pictures in your mind's eye. And some of you are actually hearing the conversations that took place or the music that was playing or you're saying things to yourself while you're doing this. You had feelings associated with, mind. it was a really hot day. Oh, my gosh, it was so cold. Oh, I remember that that new shirt I got, and it was silk. It was my skin. It felt, right? There were things you felt. And if it was a party or a anniversary or, you know, you went to a concert and got uh, what we call it, fecal-faced, <laughs> right? Right? Something you smell, something you taste. It see every single memory you have is stored in one or all of the five senses. That's the only way you can store uh, a memory. See, our experience is codified. We live at one time, and then it's codified in the six. I mean, the five senses. There is not a sixth sense. And so, uh, I mean, NLP talks about the brain being sensory based, transactional analysis, multiple intelligences. The Bible's pretty clear. Uh, and so that's what deja vu is. You know, I've been told by friends of mine that are pilots, if I can give them two coordinates, they can find any place on this planet. They're called, right, longitude, latitude. But if you think about this, our experience has five coordinates, not longitude, latitude, olfactory, gustatory, auditory, visual, kinesthetic, those five senses. And deja vu is when those five senses, when what you're smelling, what you're hearing, what you're seeing, what you're feeling, what are uh, all those things – Conscious and or unconscious, they matched. And so you have this sense that, wow, I've been here before. That's the same way I do deep therapy. I take people back to that moment in time when the trauma happened, maybe right before it, like back in time, or maybe uh, during it, and fix some things. Not, I can't change what happened, but what I can do is I can change how it's codified, how it's been stored. See, it really doesn't matter what happens to us. What matters is how we store it, how it's codified. It doesn't matter what happens to us. It matters what happens in us. We can't control the cards that we are dealt, but we can control how we play those cards. Success is like a big sailing ship on rough waters. And it says, success, you cannot control the wind, but you can adjust yourselves. And that's what I want to talk about today. See, sensory acuity uh, is about being fully present in the now moment. Sensory acuity is about sensory awareness. It's a fundamental pillar of, of the neurolinguistic linguistic programming. We communicate through our physiology. We communicate through our words. We communicate, but a lot of it's unconscious. And if you have eyes to see and ears to hear, if you're aware, if you're truly interested in interacting, building rapport, to truly understanding that other person, then there is so much information right in front of you. You're gonna, I'm going to teach you how to have the Midas touch you know the midas touch is in reference to the greek mythology figure king midas who was given the ability to turn everything uh, anything into gold by just touching it and a person who has the midas touch can figuratively turn anything they touch into a success and when i can show you all the information available all of it right in front of you you just got to be aware and be in the now moment you're going to have the midas touch you're going to be able to impact people deeper you're going to be able to build deeper relationships You're going to be able to have more impact. People are going to sense that you get them. It's the Midas Touch. Becoming aware of being unaware. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Good to be the king.
2: That's likeitmatters.net.
0: Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
5: Step in to Red Wing Shoes this season for a comfortable pair of waterproof footwear. They feature safety toe and regular toe work boots and shoes. Let their friendly fit experts find you the right footwear for your job in the right size. Remember, Red Wing also carries accessories, polish, socks, inserts, and more. Don't forget to ask about their mobile shoe service where they bring the store to you. Visit Red Wing Shoes in Circle Pines, Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work.
3: welcome back to like it matters radio radio like it matters inspiration education and application and today i'm shining a light Do you see the bright light it's like the bat signal it's like you look up and there's hope is on the way you know i want to pull back the curtain it's the old Wizard of Oz. I love to take. You know, Dorothy and uh, her, her munchkins are there at the you know, Emerald City uh, to the powerful Oz, and you find out it's some, some dude pulling some strings, pulling some wires. Uh, and I hate to tell you, people, someone's pulling your strings. That was yesterday's show. You might want to take a listen. Somebody's pulling your strings. What's your operating system? Is it a flesh operating system? Is it a God operating system? What drives you? How do you process information? Are you more visual, more auditory, more kinesthetic? Uh, uh, In your personality style, are you you more of a driver? Are you more of a people person? Are you more of a status quo kind of sentimental type of person? Are you more of a a check three times, uh, uh, do it one time? Are you more of a you know rules are rules and rules are purpose and you got to follow the rules and you know dot every i and cross every t and you know what you're wired. We're all wired, and see today. That's what I want to talk about. there's so much information around us that we're missing out on. Uh, by the way, I, I want you to know I just got a great email. My wife just sent it to me. So uh, just came in eleven eleven a.m. Someone listening right now it said, uh, uh, "I used to listen to Rush, Rest in Rush, in, in quotes. I now listen to you for my midday med- meditation." Walking the dog, riding the bike, in the office, doesn't matter. You're a necessity to my day. He said, cheers to you, sir. Squirrel Stevens, the pink squirrel bartending. So I don't know what that is. But, uh, you know, but this is what I talk about. Uh, I want people to think. It's it, it, The atrophy of the human brain, the, the American brain, is stunning to me. Talk about a pandemic, maybe even a plandemic. Right? We're, we need to use it or lose it, people. And so what I'm teaching you right now is all this stuff right in front of you. But remember, we're so worried. We're so worried about this and worried about that, worried about keeping up with the Joneses, working about making money that we don't have uh, to buy things that we don't need to keep up with people that we don't like. The devil's the shiny one. He's a squirrel, shiny object. Look over here. Look over there. Pay attention to your 22 sports on ESPN and then get your kids and then worry about this and worry about that. And ah, And what are you about? What's your mission? Why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day and do it again and again? What's your purpose? When it comes to the end of your life, how do you know if you've been successful? What do you want your spouse to say about you when you're in a box at the front of the room? What do you want your producer to say about you? What do you want your community to say about you? How about all the kids in Uganda that you gave life to? How about the lives in Pakistan you saved through your for monthly giving or your relational building? How about all those families in Mexico that you you helped out? I remember that group in in Tampa Bay that you did, right? <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, uh, a pastor friend of mine said, "If you can't say amen, say ouch," because the truth will set you free. But it was Garfield that said first, uh, "It's going to make you miserable," and you need that pain because before you can get the good news, you got to get the bad news. And some people refuse to accept the good news, so they never see the I mean the bad news, so they never see the need for the good news. Until you realize the bad news, you'll never seek out the good news. So you got to put your big boy pants on, big girl pants on. And the bad news is we're broken. The bad news is we're flawed. The the bad news is we're self-righteous, self-absorbed, self. It's all about us. The number one picture in the world is the selfie. And see, here's the difference. As a leader, rule number one, it's not about you, leader. Get off yourself. It's about others. It's about you being a conduit, about how you can be used, how you can help other people, how you can walk your life. And then whoever comes in your path, you see a need and you meet that need But the problem is, just like God said when he walked this planet incarnate as Jesus, he said, you could have been entertaining angels from on high, and you didn't even know it. Those two gentlemen on the road to Emmaus, they were walking with Christ himself, and didn't even realize it. When the disciples sat after Christ had risen, and he was talking to them. They didn't realize it was him until he held his hands up. And they could probably see the scars in his hands. What are you missing, people? And I've been doing leadership training for 30 years. We are unconscious creatures. We only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. Majority of our experience on this planet is at the unconscious level. 40% of all first-term memories are made up. We make conscious decisions that we're unconsciously never going to follow through on because if you're going to make any lasting change, you must follow the rules of the unconscious brain because it runs the ships. You've been programmed. And until you understand that, you will never accept the good news to say, now that you know that, now let's do something about it. Let's make the program work for us. So now that you know there's a program, now that you know there's a pattern, now that you know... Don't you see? For some of you, that's scary. Oh, my gosh. No, stop it. Stop being afraid of everything. Remember the two greatest commandments in the Bible. Remember and do not be afraid. You got to remember who you are you gotta remember you were made in the God class. You gotta remember you were made to create. You gotta remember that greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. You gotta remember that in your weakness, his strength is perfected. You gotta remember that you must decrease so he can increase. You gotta remember that you see a need and you meet a need. You gotta remember that God has great plans for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans for hope and a future. You gotta remember that you are his masterpiece, created in advance for good works for you to walk through. But you have to have eyes to see and ears to hear. You have them biologically. But now are you ready to turn them on? Are you ready to get out of the passenger seat and get in the driver's seat? That's the key. You were made to function at a high level on autopilot. This is how your creator made you. That's good enough. G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F. Good enough. Good enough to get by. Good enough for government work. Good enough. That's like the the story of the talents, in the minus, one person of the three chose to good enough. They were given one talent, one mine, whatever it was. To he who much is given, much more is required. Others were given three or five, depending on which story. Others were given five or ten, depending on which story. The other two doubled it, and God said, "Well done." He wanted to return on his investment. He gave gave them good stuff, and they they created more good stuff. God said, well done. But one person just checked the box. One person stayed on autopilot. One person was a little bit busy living their life to be about the father's business. And I'm not going to tell you what was told to him in both different stories. You should look it up. And then make sure you have a mirror as you're reading it. And so there's a lot of information. It's time to turn on the eyes, time to turn on the ears, time to be fully present. There's a lot going on around you that you're missing up until now. Let me teach you what you're capable of doing. So the essence of sensory acuity, the essence, and boy, that's good, Black, the essence of sensory acuity is the ability to recognize what is fact and what is perception. Because remember, no one responds to reality. Now, I didn't. some of you just heard me say there is no reality. Stop making stuff up. I did not say that. I said nobody responds to reality. What we respond to is our map of reality. So let me give you an example. You may look at someone with their arms folded, right? And say they must be bored when, in fact, they may be cold. Maybe they don't want to go home because they're being abused at home. Maybe they have an affinity for you and they don't know how to tell you. See, it's called hallucination. We mind read. We, we, we make stuff up. And you could be right, but it, you're not. Most time it's based on your feelings, your perception, not the reality that's going on. So sensory acuity is the ability to be acutely aware of the detail in front of you. You know, when someone has their mouth turned up or down, changes in the skin tone while you're talking to them, where this person is breathing from or changes in breathing. It's making a conclusion that someone is cold would not hold up in court, whereas saying the facts such as they folded their arms would be considered a fact. See, when you master sensory acuity, you are aware of the facts and start to notice changes in the facts at various points of the conversation. This is the key. See, so there's a lot of information. There are things out there called psychometrics, and here's why. Because leaders want to know other people. Now, psychometrics, it's coined from the Greek words for mental and measurement. That's what a psychometric is. It's a mental measurement. It refers to the field in psychology devoted to testing, measurement, assessment, and related activities. And what I want you to know is there's patterns all around you. There's patterns in behavior, and there's patterns in people. And when you care enough to get out of your own map of reality and step into another's, when you truly seek first to understand and then be understood, when you realize that there's more than your way to look at things, You can look at things from someone else's point of view. You can look at things from an overview. And each one of these gives you an option to get more data. Each one of these gives you an option to make a better decision. Each one of these gives you the option to really uh, turn on your eyes, turn on your ears, turn on your spidey sense. God gave you all these. God made you visual. He made you auditory. He made you kinesthetic. This ways to take in information. It's a way to perceive. It's a way to impact. It's a way to understand, to know. Remember, uh, when the Bible says to know, there's, there's two Greek words, gnosis and epignosis. Gnosis is just a basic understanding. A lot of you know God because you grew up in America. But God wants you to epignosis him. Do you know him? Does he know you? Do you cry out to him? Do you rejoice in him? Do you seek him first thing in the morning? Do you say goodnight to him when you go to bed at night? Is he your first love? Is he even on your plate of love, as you call yourself, a Christian? So, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to pull back the covers and see what's really going on so I can help you have a little bit more of that thing called the Midas Touch. I'm Black, and we'll be right back.
6: A listen to these words about like it matters leadership awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership
4: awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive, professional communication training to to how to hold a fork. It, the The leadership awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge
2: from up-to-the-minute analytic reports and insight to managing every aspect of your digital and marketing needs.
0: So let's turn up the volume on your business. Get started with Salem Surround today.
5: Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project.
6: Hey, can we get that back?
3: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Yeah, we do our best to entertain as well, right? Because I know how your brain works. You know, that's what this is about. Your brain, your right side of your brain, uh, when you make learning fun, uh, it's much retainable. The retention increases. Uh, it's, It's okay to have fun and learn. That's what's cool about Kids Day. If your kids aren't excited about learning, shame on you, parents. Shame on you. There's so much out there. Your kids should be excited about learning. My little seven-year-old, oh, my gosh, he cannot learn enough. He does his own homework. He he guilts himself if he doesn't do his two to five pages of his workbook on his own by noon every day. I mean, he reads at a fifth-grade level. He never watches TV. He reads TV. He watches it, and he has the words on uh, I mean, he knows everything about cars, about pilot. He can he can crash land a plane that lost an engine in the sky. <laughs> That's my seven year old, right? He can do all that. So, but because I also taught him how his brain works, and so I've kind of hotwired him. I'm I got a lot of knowledge. I'm sharing that knowledge with him. It's just it's not my knowledge. It's it's there. I'm just showing it to you. It's a toolbox that every single human being possesses. I'm not giving it to you. It's not magic. It's the way you're made. You know, uh, gravity's not magic. The field of energy around the planet our atmosphere isn't magic. The clouds in the sky aren't magic. Snow's not magic. It's science. Remember, we got to follow the science, but only if it supports your political science. Remember, that's the caveat. That's the asterisk that no one's telling you about. Follow the science only if, big asterisk, if it supports your political science. Let's be honest; that's what it's about. So psychometric. So what? What I want to do is I want to give you the minus touch. You know, people think I walk on water. Oh my gosh, I'm so flawed. I'm so broken. I'm the chief of all sinners, as Paul said. Please don't ever put me on a pedestal. It's a long fall. I'm a broken, flawed human being. I'm more screwed up than most. The difference is, I know it. I admit it, and I lead with it. So I'm not talking. Look how great Mr. Black is. Not at all. But man, I know how it's like to screw up. I know what it's like to hurt, I know what it's like to put things back together I know what it's like to have to pick yourself up, duct yourself off and hit again I know what it's like to be not enough, I know what it's like to be abandoned I know what it's like to never fit in, I know what it's like not to belong to anything Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I got street cred See, I've walked in your shoes So I can walk in them again because I've dealt with mine And help you process yours and then let's help some other people You weren't allowed to go through all that just because we have a good father. To he who much is given, much more is required. Pain creates a chasm for joy to fill up. God trusts some of us more than he trusts others. That's all. Man, God trusts John the Baptist a lot more than he trusts me. Thank God. God trusted Peter a lot more than he trusts me. Thank you, Lord. If you don't know what I'm talking about, God trusted Isaiah way more than he trusts me. Thank you, Lord. And I want to play big for God, don't get me wrong. But those of us have a lot of pain, you've got to decide, is it going to make it bitter or better? God cares how you suffer. And can you take that pain, that injustice, that stuff that's wrong, that should have never happened to you, you were victimized. Can you use it to the glory of God, Romans eight twenty eight. for God causes all things to work for the good. Don't ever stop it, God causes all things. God didn't cause that stuff to happen to you. He gave us free will. But here's what God does do. God causes all things to work for the good. Keep going. That's where you pause. Don't pause till you get to that good. To work for the good. But there's a caveat here for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. And so, man, love conquers a multitude of sins, the good book says. You know, love is a verb. For God so loved the world, he did something about it. For you so love your wife or husband, you do something about it. For a, for a veteran so loves their country, they do something about it. For a law enforcement officer so loves their community, they do something about it. For a mother so loves her children, she does something about it. Don't you see? It's a verb. So if you're truly going to love people and cover a multitude of your sins, then you've got to get your eyes open and get your eyes off yourself. Be in the now moment. Slow things down. say behind me, devil, because he wants to confuse you. And let me show you what's in front of you. So there are patterns all around you. See, that's what psychometrics are. And see, that's what the Midas Touch, remember we talked about this thing called the Midas Touch, it's slang, it's a it's a saying, uh, it means, I, I went to freedictionary.com, I love that little website. It says, the ability to easily turn a large profit Make something profitable. I put return on investment. I like this definition. She said the ability to produce successful results. And then I put on the kind of like having a sixth sense. You know, it's a Midas touch. you got something special. You know, you're unique. That's what they think. And by the way, this is a, one of the segments I read this. And I, I'm, I'm going to mispronounce it. I don't know a lot about Greek mythology. Sorry, not, not, I'm not that interested. But it says uh, under this, uh, the ability to make any undertaking extremely profitable. According to legend, Midas, king of... Phrygia, Phrygia, I don't know, asked the gods that everything he touched would turn into gold. Dionysus granted his request. But when the very food Midas wished to eat turned to gold, he asked the gods to take back their gift. Not that we would ever do that, right? Dionysus then ordered Midas to bathe in the river Pactolus, thereby washing away the gift. By the 17th century, the idea was applied figuratively to any person with a gift for making money. I like it to be more profitable. So the way to be more profitable people, see, if you're in the computer business, you know computers. If you're in the car business, you know cars. If you're in the radio business, you know radio. Uh, My producers, John and Lee, man, I could ask them anything. They know what to do. I, I got software I paid a lot of money for. I don't know how to use it. And they go, just do this, this, and this, and this, right? They know that. That's that's their specialty. That's their expertise. I trust them way more than I trust myself in that field because they're qualified. Because they're in that business. I'm just getting in the business. And so one thing we're all in, no matter how you make your money, is we're all in the people business. That's why God created us. Well, he created us for a relationship. Vertical and horizontal. For him, that's why I have four cats. I'm a pet guy. Why? Why am I wasting all my, this money on my cats? Why am I every day scooping out a cat litter box where I'm handling their waste? They gotta be laughing. Look at that guy, he, we, we poop and pee in a box and he has to clean it up, ha ha ha. Right? For a relationship. Because I love them, they're like part of my family. Sometimes the only love I get is some kitty love. And when you got no love, kitty love's pretty good love. <laughs> you know? So that's why God has us. And, but God wants us to love others because they're his creation. Show the love that he has for us through others so we can be his hands and his feet. We're supposed to put on the mind of Christ, supposed to put on the uh, the heart of Christ. Right? And so you gotta care enough to look and there are patterns all around us. You know, these psychometrics, remember, it's two words, means mental measurement. It refers to filled in psychology devoted to testing. Why do we have psychometrics? So we can learn about people. So we can understand them better. The oldest one, uh, one of the oldest ones, based all the way back to Hippocrates, is the DISC, D-I-S-C. Uh, and it's basically behavior. It's the most common one. The D is the dominant, direct, demanding, the doer type. The I is more inspirational, influencing, interactive, interested in people. The S is more steady, stable, supportive, status quo. And the C is more cautious, calculating, contemplative, and careful. Now, this is how they act if they don't think about it. But they can act differently if they chose to. It might cause a conflict in certain areas depending on their belief system and their past, but they can do it. And see, based on these behavioral patterns, their buying method is different. See, one decides quickly, one decides impulsively, one decides slowly, and one decides cautiously. Their personal decor, one has a large desk, uh, wards, one is flashy, trendy with fun picture, one has family pictures, personal mentals, and one is aesthetically pleasing, unique, and functional. One of them has big gestures. One of them is very expressive. One of them has gentle gestures. One of them's cold, very unemotional. They have different ways to recharge. One needs physical activity. One needs social activity. One needs undirected activity. One needs cognitive activity. Their speech patterns are different. One is directive tones and abrupt. One is talkative, varied tones. One is conversational, warm tones. One is clarifying monotone. Do You see, it's all in front of you. But if you treat everybody exactly the same, you're missing it, buddy. Because remember the golden rule treat others as you would want them to treat you. There's a problem with the golden rule. You know what the problem is? They're not you. (laughs) They're made different. They have different DNA. They have different fingerprints. They have different pain, different belief systems. They have different behavioral patterns. They have different have All that's different. So, why would you treat them the way you treat yourself? Now, that's a good beginning. So, hopefully, the idea is you have empathy, that you wouldn't spit on anybody because you don't want to be spit upon. Now, of course, we don't know, we know that's not true at all. We're a bunch of hypocrites. So, we always have a higher standard for what other people can get away with and then lower the standard for ourselves. But all this stuff is right here. And you got to know this. And so, there's a platinum rule. And the platinum rule is treat others as they want to be treated. And a lot of people don't know what they want. They got a list of what they don't want. I don't want to be yelled at. I don't want to be taken advantage of. I don't want to be white or I don't want to be black. I don't want to be a boy or I don't want to be a girl. You know, a lot of people don't know what they want. But, boy, they have a list, a plethora of things they don't want. Because misery loves company. And we're all a bunch of victims. And the spirit that is running America Day is the spirit of offense. It is the bait of Satan. But keep buying into it, church. Because the great apostasy is we're, we're making it happen. We're living it. We're, we're what was written about. you got to open your eyes. you got to open your heart. you got to be in the now moment, fully present. Quit being distracted by the walls of the enemy. It's time to get active, time to get focused. And so after the break, I'm going to show you, you don't have to take a 48-question test and then share it with everybody. That's what we do in corporation with the DISC, with the Enneagram, with Myers-Briggs. But I'm going to show you something after the break. We go back to the minds of sensory-based organ. See, all of us process in visual, auditory, kinesthetic. And the cool thing is you you can hear it. You can see it. You can feel it. You'll know exactly how this person processes. There's lots of cues. And when you can adapt, it allows you to connect. When you can get out of your map of reality, step into another person's map of reality, you establish rapport. And then we can disagree and still get along. Then we can think your beliefs are crazy but not hate you. When did we start hating people for opinions? I might think you're nuts. You might think I'm nuts, but we don't need to hate each other. We can just disagree and agree to disagree. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about sensory acuity. And after the break, I'm going to give you a download of some good information. Stay tuned.
2: Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so
4: many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but... I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was
2: another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net.
0: Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. The Stone Arch
6: Bridge, the St. Paul skyline, Gooseberry Falls. You can own one of the hundreds of iconic Minnesota images captured by award-winning Twin Cities photographer Wayne Moran for half off the regular price. You'll get a signed 36-inch print of your choice for your home, office, or to give as a gift. Normally $540, now just $270. Only five of these special print offers are available, so call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. 651-289-4413.
1: TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mac, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker.
6: Take a listen to this comparison of other training to leadership awakening.
1: For probably two thirds of my any other leadership program that i've been through i mean in 48 hours of leadership training in your program it was just it was dynamic it was intense it was powerful you know it was was amazing it was amazing
6: leadership awakening change your heart change your mind change your life go to likeitmatters.net schedule for the next leadership awakening
3: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And we do have some openings still in our Leadership Awakening class, which is next week, uh, next week, next Thursday. So in Las Vegas, uh, I'm sorry, not in Las Vegas, I apologize, Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, we're at eight or nine people. So, uh, man, if you want a life that's changed, all the stuff I talk about, what if you had that downloaded in your head and your heart that was at the cellular level? Because you experienced it, not that you were taught to, not that you listened to it, but you actually lived it for two and a half days. So we have that. And uh, great news is we are coming back to the Twin Cities. We just changed our date. So December 1st through 3rd, uh, we will be back in the Twin Cities. So that will be our last class of the year. So you can go to likeitmatters.net and read about our schedule and all that. Uh, and if you miss any of this radio show, want to listen to old radio shows, go to com. And we do have a biweekly podcast that is different than this radio show. Uh, wherever you listen podcasts, just uh, search for living life like it matters. Uh, and that's th- th- Tuesdays is uh, actually Monday's story time with Mr. Black, a great pithy story with a good learning message. Uh, and then Thursday is a full show, kind of like the radio show, sometimes uh, with added content from the radio show. So today I want to finish up what we've been talking about, about sensory acuity. Remember, sensory acuity is a heightened state to, to be aware, to be in the now moment. The only place where life can truly be changed is in the now moment. Even Dr. Viktor Frankl said between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power and our freedom. Uh, Dr. Eric Burns in the study of transactional analysis, which is basically a study of communication, calls a transaction a stimulus and a response. Somebody says something and does something and and someone responds to that. That's uh, an interaction. uh, That's a transaction. That is technically the definition of communication. But we're taught how God made us and God made our mind to where we're six times faster. Our, Our brain is six times faster than we can talk. And so what happens is we go to what we know. A, a dog returns to his vomit and a sow, after cleaning herself, returns the mire. We always go to what we know. We go to our past because we have history. We have experience. And so when someone says something or does something because our mind is so fast, you're not responding immediately. You're going to your past. You're going to the three channels. Remember the visual channel. You're seeing something from the past. Auditory channel, you're hearing something from the past. Or the kinesthetic channel, you're feeling something from the past. And then based on that, you respond. See, you're not technically responding to the stimulus. You're responding to your narrative about the stimulus. See, this is how we work. This is the underlying program of the unconsciousness. And our brain is a sensory-based organ. We covered that already. I don't need to rehash that. And so you got to realize that there's basically three primary ways we perceive information. And you can learn to communicate more effectively by hearing these, by identifying these. Because when you match someone, meet them in their way of communicating, you remove miscommunication. You make it easier for them to understand you. You make it easier to connect. So visual. Visual people think primarily in visual way. They tend to use language. If you listen, that contains visual words and phrases. You know, they're called predicates. I have a list of them here. You'll hear words like picture, imagine, focus, show, illustrate. I uh, can't get a perspective, glimpse to reveal, expose. Let's talk eye to eye. Uh, I need a good mental image of this. Uh, in, in view of this, it's clear cut to me. It appears to me. I'm, I really have a dim view on this. It looks like this. You can plainly see. See, if you listen, they're talking in pictures. So visual people use those words. Uh, you, and, and, and what you gotta realize, if you watch their eyes too, visual people look up a lot. See, just like if you share your home with somebody, Lee probably is aware of this, I know I do this a lot, uh, and you're running out the door because you're running late and you can't find your keys. So you ask the person that you share your house with, hey honey, uh, I can't find my keys. And they, ask you, they say this, where was the last place you had them? Oh boy, that just gets under my skin. Because if I knew the last place I had them, would I be frantically begging you for help in the form of a question? <laughs> right? Right, right? But my wife means, hey, just backtrack. Just go back to last place you had them. So again, so visual people look up. So as you store pictures up. So your left side of your brain, if you're right-handed, is about your memory. Your right side is your creative side. So if the eyes go up, when you ask someone a question, they have to retrieve data. They go up. That's a visual response. If they go up to the left, that's a visual remember response. If they go up and park to the right, that's a visual create response. See, this is all things you can hear, things you can see. Don't you remember Albert Robbin? Remember, he said that communication model says that 7% of the meaning of feelings and attitudes takes place through the words we use in spoken communication, while 38 takes place through tone and voice, and the remaining 55% of communication of these factors take place through body language. Don't you get it? Something they see, something they hear, something they feel. This is all breaks down in those three categories. Those are called modalities. And then each one of those has submodalities, the way it manifests. And life is experienced in the submodalities. That's how something is, um, is associated or dissociated. That's how something becomes real in our unconscious mind or kind of fake in our unconscious mind. It's all in the submodalities. That's, that's where we experience life is in the submodalities, how each one of these manifests themselves. Because for some people with a visual pre- uh, uh, preference, You might see pictures, but still pictures. Someone might see moving pictures. Your pictures might be clearer or more vague. Their pictures might be more focused and brighter. But you're both processing on the primary mode of visual. It's interesting. Now, auditory, in the same way auditory predicates, you know, if you listen to words, they say things that sound like sounds. Listen, tell, describe, sounds like this, uh, a tone, loud, composed. I'm going to have a question for you. I have an afterthought. Could you describe in detail? Can you express yourself? Boy, that really rings a bell to me. You know, I just, I need you to voice an opinion. I need to hear what happened word for word. Can you hear me? Am I being loud and clear? You know, in a manner of speaking, I'm going to call on you at the next meeting. Don't you hear it? Those are things you can hear. Auditory people, their eyes move side to side a lot because that's where we store sounds. Uh, you go to the left, eyes jot to the left to your left ear. That's called auditory remember. If your eyes jot to the right when you ask someone a question, they have to retrieve the data. The first thing they do, then it's auditory create. But it's an auditory response. Kinesthetic. Kinesthetic. People have a primary kinesthetic thinking style so will tend to use words related to feeling or touch. They're very physical predicates, very sometimes aggressive. You know, we're, going and we're getting to grips with the problem, or things are going smoothly, or when you ask them how they're doing, they say hanging in there. When someone says hanging in there, I have a picture of someone hanging off a cliff holding on for dear life. Their words are very physical, uh, touch, grasp, impact, handle, toss rub, excited, impressed. I'm irritated. I'm feeling this panic. Uh, I have a calm about me, this pain. Let's start from scratch. You hear the physicality? It slipped my mind. Let's be in touch next week. Hey, let's toss this idea around. You know, it boils down to this. I need a firm foundation. You know, let's be honest. This is too much of a hassle. Can't you just get control of yourself? You know, this is a pain in the neck. Hang in there. Boy, that was a really heated argument. Don't you feel those words? Now, kinesthetics, have they're more uh, depressive, if you will. Their eyes are down a lot. That's how we process our feelings, because eyes down to the left is a position called auditory digital, self-talk. Uh, that's the thinker pose, if you think about Rodin's pose. Eyes down to the right is called K. It's kinesthetic. That's where our emotions are, so we store our emotions. And so once you realize that, see, you can hear the words. And by the way, it's more than just that. Uh, let me give you some po- their posture. You can tell by how someone stands. A visual person stands erect, their head and shoulders up. Auditory person has that telephone posture. You know, their head or body tilt a lot to the side. You know, kinesthetic have the bowed head, you know, the curved shoulders. They're getting in touch with their feelings. Remember, our feelings are down to the right. You know, we store things. They're called eye movement patterns. Looking them up. Breathing. For visuals, very high in the chest. For auditory, it's full range. For a kinesthetic, it's the old Barry White. Hey, Lee knows some Barry White. Hey, this is Wolfman Jack. Ah, you know that? Those are kinesthetics, low in the abdomen. Don't you hear it? Voice tone and speed. For a visual, it's high. It's clear. It's fast. It's loud. For auditory, it's rhythmic. It's melodic. It's variable. And for the kinesthetic, it's low. It's airy. It's slow. It's soft. Right? Now, when looking at other people, visual people need to look to listen. They must look at you while talking to you. But, However, for an auditory person, they don't need to look at you. It's actually harder. They just need to make sure you're getting it in their ear. Kinesthetic people, they don't look to listen, would rather touch than look. Matter of fact, if you make a kinesthetic person look at you when you're talking to them, nothing's getting in. Now, under stress, you ready for this? Under stress, a visual is a blamer. Uh, Under stress, an auditory is a computer and undistressed it kinesthetic because they don't want to feel bad is a placator. I told you about the eye gestures. Visual people stare a lot. They doodle. Uh, auditory people are finger tapping, whistling, lean, leans on their hands, always got their hands on their chin. Uh, kinesthetic are patting their stomach, fidgets, flushes deeply, relies on feelings for answers, moves a lot, rocks. So there's all kinds of ways you can see this stuff, but you've got to have a desire. Nothing happens while the a desire want it create it live it as a leader we're in the people business as a leader rule number one is not about you as a leader we gotta bring some hope baby we need to be hope peddlers you're under construction on the like it matters radio network i am mr black helping you become more hopeful about your future reminding you when you live your life like it matters it does i feel like i'm talking a little faster but it's very hard to tell
1: hp 42 technology SBS rubberized polymer, cementitious filler, cellulose fiber. (laughs) Hi, this is Tim O. from the Kingdom Builders Roofing. There's a lot of stuff that goes into making quality shingles, and choosing the best shingle for your roof shouldn't be complicated. There's quite a few shingle manufacturers, and each manufacturer has a number of options available. So how do you know what the best shingle is for your roof and budget? When you choose to work with the Kingdom Builders, rest assured that we can explain the differences between the top shingles in our market and the pros and cons of each. Even though there are a lot of great shingles out there that we work with, there may be a specific feature or color that you'd like on your new roof. Some shingles have a greater resistance to black algae streaking, which we see quite a bit of in our area. Some shingles stick down and stay put better than others. We can show you the samples and explain the differences clearly. If you need your roof inspected, just give us a call at 612-900-9166 or go to thekingdombuilders.com.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.